Hi there, Monica Reinagel here. You're listening to The Nutrition Divas Quick and Dirty Tips for Eating Well and Feeling Fabulous. I've gotten a handful of questions about miso lately. Francesca writes, I've heard that miso is supposed to be really good for you and could even help defy cancer. So is eating more miso the healthy thing to do? But Katrina wonders whether the relatively high amount of sodium in it makes miso an unhealthy food choice. So today we're going to take a closer look at the nutritional pros and cons of miso. So what exactly is miso? Miso is a traditional Asian condiment that's made by grinding beans and or grains into a paste, adding salt, and then allowing it to ferment. You end up with a thick paste that can be dissolved in water to make a broth or used as a seasoning element in sauces and other dishes. Although you can make miso from a variety of different beans, most common types of miso are based on soybeans. So what's all this about it being a miracle cure? There does seem to be an association between the consumption of soy foods in general, including miso, and lower rates of breast cancer in Asian women. Western women don't seem to enjoy that same benefit, but that could be because we don't start eating soy until we're older. But I'm afraid there's no credible evidence that miso has any miraculous powers to treat or cure cancer in humans. Adding soy foods, including miso, to your diet may confer some protection against heart disease via a modest effect on cholesterol, and it could also bolster bone health. But miso is not a miracle cure. It's simply a food, one which has healthful properties, but also some potential disadvantages. Let's start with the pros. As I discussed in my episode on the pros and cons of soy foods, one common charge against soybeans is that they contain phytates, which can interfere with the absorption of minerals from foods. This isn't something that's likely to cause a problem if your diet is reasonably varied and nutritious. Nonetheless, one advantage to miso as a source of soy is that the fermentation process deactivates those phytates, effectively eliminating this concern. Secondly, fermented foods like miso can also be a source of beneficial bacteria, which have a number of health benefits that I've talked about before. But not all miso contains probiotic bacteria. It depends on what combination of microorganisms are used in the fermentation process. As a rule of thumb, Chinese miso is more likely to contain probiotic bacteria than Japanese miso. And thirdly, miso also contains soy isoflavones. Isoflavones are the active compounds in soy that are responsible for most of its purported health benefits, and miso will contribute to your isoflavone intake. However, bear in mind that because we generally consume miso in small amounts, the amount of isoflavones in a serving is relatively low. You'd get four to five times more isoflavones and protein from a serving of tofu, soy milk, or edamame than you would from miso. And here's a quick and dirty tip for you. Red or brown miso contains more soy and therefore will have more isoflavones than white or yellow miso. So what are some of the disadvantages of miso? Well, as Katrina pointed out, it is rather high in sodium. A tablespoon of miso, which is enough to make about one cup of miso soup, contains about 600 milligrams of sodium. That's about a quarter of your daily allowance. So if you're trying to watch your sodium intake, that might be a concern. There are some low-sodium miso products available, although they may be a little tougher to find. Soy is also a very common allergen. Now, soy allergies are triggered by certain proteins in the beans. 
And the fermentation process breaks down proteins and carbohydrates in soy and makes them more digestible. This process can even reduce the level of allergenic proteins. And some people claim that fermentation renders miso safe even for those with soy allergies, but I wouldn't recommend it. If you're truly allergic to soy, miso could still provoke an allergic reaction. If you're not allergic to soy, where can you buy the stuff? Well, if your grocery store has a big gourmet or an international food section, they may carry miso paste. If not, do an internet search to locate your closest Asian grocery. Miso comes in a lot of different varieties. They range in color from off-white to dark brown, depending on what type of beans and grains are used and also how long they've let it ferment. As a rule, the lighter colors tend to be milder in flavor. You can also buy dehydrated miso powder that can be reconstituted into miso soup, but don't expect as much in terms of flavor or any beneficial bacteria. So once you find your miso, how do you use it? Well, try dissolving a tablespoon of miso in a cup or so of boiling water for a satisfying low-calorie broth. You can add seaweed, mushrooms, or cubed tofu for a more traditional miso soup. I also use miso as a seasoning. Try whisking a small amount into salad dressings, sauces, and marinades to add complexity and depth of flavor. Just remember to adjust the amount of salt accordingly. You'll find a complete transcript of today's show at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com, and I've included links to the research I mentioned earlier and more information about the different isoflavone and protein content of various soy foods. I've also included links to previous shows that I've done on soy, fermented foods, sodium, phytates, and even a link to a video demonstration of how to make the perfect vinaigrette. You can post your comments and questions there or on my Nutrition Diva Facebook page. And as you know, I answer a lot of those listener questions in my free weekly newsletter. So if you've sent a question my way, be sure you're signed up to receive that. Have a great week, everybody. And remember to eat something good for me. 